0: Hello, and welcome to Coffee and Conversation. This is a podcast brought to you by the Del Norte County Office of Education and Del Norte County Unified School District. I am the uh, County and District Superintendent of Schools, Jeff Harris. So it is great for you to be joining us. Um, Coming off a series of podcasts where we've been talking to different job families uh, with our classified service and then also talking to our certificated staff um, with the intent of identifying heroes in education, I want to thank everybody who has taken time over the last few months to listen to those podcasts. We've had a record number of people download those, listen to those and provide feedback uh, to our heroes in education uh, kind of recognition program with well over a hundred staff members being recognized as heroes in education. So um, thank you. If you did listen to those podcasts, if you haven't, um, you can go back and check those out at dnusd.org slash family resources under the gold section titled Communication. So today we're going to kind of take another tack, um, kind of look at something a little bit different, and we're going to talk about a relatively new part of our district, um, something that we believe is going to help our students, help our families understand their students' abilities and what what they need to be more successful or where they are currently being successful. And also to help our teachers really um, kind of direct instruction. So joining me today are my assistant superintendent, Tom Kissinger. Nice to be here, Jeff. Thanks, Tom. And our director of curriculum and instruction, Leslie Machado. Hello. So I know that if you've listened to a lot of our podcasts in the past, especially as we were gearing up around independent study, or we were talking about some of the um, different things that we've had to do over the past few years with COVID, you've heard a lot from Tom and Leslie. Um they do some absolutely phenomenal work in our district. Um, but today what we really want to talk about is the new program called iReady. So you might have heard us talk a little bit about this. What was it last spring, Wesley? Yeah, when we were talking about state testing. Yeah, because this this took our our the place of state testing last year. Um, but Tom, I, I know you've used iReady really extensively. So could we just take a few minutes here and talk about
1: what is I Ready. So um, I think Leslie and I can both kind of chime in when we talk about what it is. And but it, kind of in a nutshell, my experience with iReady is I had used it in a former district um, and found that it had significantly improved student academic performance. Um, and that was really it, it, what it is. Is it's it's a it's a web based it's a, a computer based program um, that. Uh, students start out by taking an assessment, a diagnostic assessment. And once they finish that, it provides them with literally a prescriptive program as to exactly how they're doing on this on, on the state standards um, for their grade level. Uh, and so what it can do is it can let students and teachers know um, exactly what areas of challenge they have, where they're being successful, and it can really get really down into the weeds in terms of what areas a student needs to focus on in order to be successful to achieve at their grade level.
2: Yeah, and I would add that it's adaptive. So as a student's taking the assessment, if they're getting some answers correct, it bumps it up a little bit. And is and the same is true for the opposite. If they're getting some answers incorrect, it's gonna go down a bit to find out exactly where that student is on a particular standard. Um, and then it'll give them a couple more to make sure it wasn't just a one-off, uh, to make sure that they can diagnose exactly where they are. And that's great information as a teacher to look back and see Um, Groups of kids that may be struggling with the same thing or one or two kids that may be struggling or let's say a teacher knows that they're going to be teaching place value coming up. There's some prerequisite skills kids need to have, and they can go back and look and see how kids are doing with some of those prerequisite skills that kiddos are going to need to be able to access that grade level um, standard with place value.
0: Well, and I I think it kind of goes back to an analogy that we've used before, and that is um, when we, if, if the task was to bake a cake... And we had a group of students that always failed at baking the cake. It always came out really gross.
1: <laughs> That's kind of how it would happen if I tried to bake a cake. Yeah, it no, just wouldn't come out successful. <laughs> um,
0: but you know, we could, we could say they're just failures as bakers. What IREADY really does is it goes it digs in a little bit, and it finds out, are they having trouble with measuring the ingredients? Are they having trouble finding the ingredients? Are they having trouble with the baking time? So it finds out why they're failing on baking the cake it allows us to reteach that so that the next time they bake the cake, it's perfect, right? I mean, that's that that's really that that where it digs down into those, I think sometimes we think of those as sub-skills or prerequisite skills that our kids don't have. And we try to teach every child the same, but sometimes those reasons for a lack of success are very different. Because one child may not know how to measure and another child may not know what a vanilla bean looks like, right? So we just have to figure out what it is Re- remedy that and put them all on the same
1: playing field. Well, what what it does for a teacher is if you have 25 students in a classroom, it can tell you these are the students who had difficulty with measuring. These are the students who had the difficulty with this. These are students who had difficulty with all of it. These are the students who easily uh, completed the task. And it can actually help you group kids together in terms of how you can provide additional support for them. So that's part of the beauty of it.
0: Well, and I think that's kind of what we've talked about before is with MTSS. So for anybody listening to the podcast, you might've heard of us talk about um, multi-tiered systems of support. Um, And tier one is something that we do for everybody, right? So IREADY is something that every student does. Every student takes the diagnostic. Every student kind of gets this prescriptive, here's here's what we can do to, to help support you in this kind of virtual digital environment. But, um, Tom, when we talk, start talking about smaller groups and identifying um, a group of students, a small group of students who may have the, the same skill deficit, um, now we bump up into what's a tier two piece. So explain that tier two a little bit and what that could look like in a class, Leslie. You know, what what might a teacher do with it? What might a parent see from their child? That kind of thing.
2: So there's two ways that personalized instruction is addressed in iReady. It's addressed through in the system itself. After a student takes the, the assessment, it says, you know, here's where the student needs help. So the next time they the kiddo logs back in. It's going to put them to lessons right where they need that assistance. The other thing it does is it offers teachers the ability to look at student groupings, instructional groupings, and it, it's going to show you, um, you know, these five kids are struggling with the same thing. Oh, and here's here are three or four different lesson plans that you could do to pull back small groups of kiddos to get them caught up. Um, That will also happen if a student is in the personalized instruction online and they're trying to to get a concept or a skill that iReady is trying to teach and they they fail it three or four times, it will actually lock the student out and alert the teacher that this student needs some intervention. And so the the teacher can get right in and see where their their struggle is. And again, it'll offer them some lessons that they can do to pull um, that kiddo or a group of students over to assist them and then unlock it and let them get back into the system.
1: And one of the nice things about that, Leslie, is for the teacher, the teacher has a dashboard and they can on their computer and they can actually see where every student is at any given time. They know who needs help and how to provide that. And, and, it, and the program lets them know exactly what they, what they need to do to assist that student. Absolutely.
2: Um, And I'm going to say this. uh, The program, any program is only as strong as as our teacher. Our teachers are what make programs strong. Strong teachers and with a strong program um, is a success. There is no one program that's going to come in and replace any teacher, um, but a strong program with a strong teacher looking at that data, pulling those small groups, really looking and seeing what kids are doing on there, how much time they're spending in there. That's what's going to make it um, make it powerful.
0: Now, that being said, though, um, are students able to access iReady at home on their district devices? Should they be doing that or should, I mean, should a parent be seeing that on a consistent basis or should that be happening in the classroom? Um, Because, you know, iReady, too, when you said that teachers teach kids, not programs, I think programs can help reinforce, programs can provide some, some support, but this is not something that parents should expect their child to be spending an hour a day on in a classroom, should they be expecting to see it at home?
2: So what the recommendation is, is that it's 45 minutes per week per content area. So it's for reading and math. And if you divide that by five, you're looking at about 10 minutes, a little less than 10 minutes per subject area. So no more than 20 minutes. And that should actually be happening within the classroom. Kiddos shouldn't be at home working on hours and hours of iReady. They shouldn't be in the classroom working on hours and hours of iReady. Um, it is literally a 10 minute. They should get through one lesson. That's why it's around 10 minutes. It should be uh, 10 minutes for reading, 10 minutes for math. And then and the, where the teacher is there and that they can be um, seeing what's going on and going around and checking in.
1: And Leslie, because the program is so prescriptive and it needs such extensive teacher involvement, the student should not be working on iReady at home. And that that, that is, is because... Um, they are not going to have the context at home to know exactly uh, what they need to work on, when they need to work on it, how they need to to, to address specific areas. That's the teacher's expertise.
2: Absolutely, um, it's informing instruction, and so we need to have teachers involved in that to see where they are and where they're going to need those next steps and where they need support.
0: So, I think the next piece, you know, if I'm a parent of a student, uh, I think this sounds great. My child now is getting. Um, their 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 skills or their, their lack of success is being diagnosed i now my teacher their teacher knows which skills they need to work on now uh, the teachers providing that sort of thing in the classroom how do i know what my child needs right so i think there's that there's that whole family reporting piece there's the whole family engagement component that goes along with this too um because even though my child may not be working on iReady um, I think there are some things that families could do, right, whether that's just reading with their child or, or supporting them with math. But but how does a family know what their child needs?
2: So because this is new to us, uh, we haven't, uh, we're, we're learning the system as, as you know, as uh, um, as we're learning it, we're learning more things about it. We have more questions. We've had lots of training about it. Uh, there is a four families report, though, that teachers can access, and, and it shows very clearly where where your child is in regards to the, the state standards for, for your child's um, grade level and where we expect them to get by the end if they continue to make the amount of growth that we're seeing so far. They took the first diagnostic assessment in September um, and they will take another one when we re- return from winter break in January. That's going to be interesting because then we're going to see where they were when, when they came in and, and we know what we came in from. We have a lot of gaps um, and let's see how much growth we have when we come back in January, I'm really excited to see what those um, assessments are going to show us because that would be a great time. If I were a parent, I would, I would, you know, I might go to my teacher, my student's teacher, and just ask, "Hey, can I, can I see what that assessment looked like? Now, what's that growth look like from September to January?"
1: And I think the beauty of the parent reports or the family reports is that it'll tell you the areas. Of challenge, but also that will let you know what are the and when working with the teacher, you could find out what are the things that we could do at home to um, impact our, our our child's progress uh, along with what's going on in the classroom.
2: Of course, it has a section in there called next steps, and so that that will absolutely be helpful
1: and and you know really, I think
0: the beauty of this too is the fact that it's not it's not necessarily and not under any I don't think under any of our uh, imagination it's not families teaching kids these basic skills at home, right? I mean, the, our families already are struggling with coming off of COVID, still in COVID, with jobs, with housing, with a lot of different things. There are ways to support your child, but the actual direct instruction, like Leslie and Tom were saying, that, that really goes goes back to our teachers, right? And, this, and these diagnostics just help you as a family understand where your children are um, but it doesn't put the burden back on you to teach them.
1: No, and it shouldn't do that at all. But um, it does give you some very valuable information about not only where they are, but how much progress they've made from the beginning of the year. And like Jeff, like you said, you know our parents are struggling with lots of different things, and we've had some, you know, challenging times, especially during this pandemic. But what's most important is that we know. Exactly where our students are, what types of challenges they have now, so that we can we can address those with their teachers in the classroom and provide parents with valuable information. The more information, the better. So another question
0: too that that I know that I've heard um, is it's about grade level, right? Um, you know, I know that in schools a lot of times what we what we say is k two is learning to read. three five is reading to learn. So, you, you have really a fundamental shift between second and third grade about um, whether you're just doing, I shouldn't say just doing, whether you're <laughs> focusing on reading instruction or on content instruction. Um, and just to clarify for folks that may be listening, this it really is the difference between teaching a child how to read words, how to identify words, how to um, understand words in context, and then reading a book and having conversations around comprehension and and impl- you know, I- implied or 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 explicit content, right? So it's it's a really profound shift right in there. Who, which grade levels, which students are taking these um, locators or these 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 diagnostics on iReady?
2: So we have it first through eighth grade. First through eighth grade is taking the diagnostic. They do have it for kindergarten. Um, I was in a classroom at the end of the year, so end of the year kindergarten watched uh, students struggle with this a bit, and and we know that the last year and a half has been a struggle, so it, it might look different in a couple years uh, where our kindergartners could, would be able to take the diagnostic, but at that time it wasn't worth it. So what kindergarten students are doing is called My Path, direct to My Path. so it just starts every kindergartner at the beginning of kindergarten and allows them to do that personalized instruction, but for first through Eighth grade in both reading and math, um, they, are, they are taking the diagnostic three times a year, and then doing the personalized instruction before. And just a comment on what you said about third grade. You know, we think about our third graders; they should be reading to learn. Um, if we think about it, though. They The last time they were in school before was in first grade, and they're still learning to read. So we still see a lot of holes across um, our grade levels. So a lot of our third graders are still learning to read. So I don't want you to feel discouraged, parents, if you're listening to this, Um, we know that First kindergarten, first, second grade, learning to read, are, are those are vital. Those are huge losses to uh, and difficult to make up, and it has to be done in person. Um, and so I don't want you to feel discouraged if you're like, I have a third grader or a fourth grader, and they're still struggling. We have a lot. We have a lot. We know.
1: But also know that our teachers, when working with iReady, are going to find out where those gaps are and we're going to be able to address them. And that's part of the beauty of the program. And I I couldn't think of a more timely thing uh, to have at this time. Well, and and I think that that's, you know,
0: that's a really good point that families shouldn't be discouraged right now because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think we said it earlier, uh, earlier this year when we were talking about it the last time our second graders were in class, they didn't even get to finish their full first year as a kindergartner. No. Right. Mm -hmm. And kindergartens where you're learning letters, you're learning numbers, you're learning shapes and colors and those, those kinds of things. And when you walk into second grade and you kind of have that sort of deficit, your reading skills are not where they would have been three years ago as a second grader. Um, And, you know, I mean, I, I, all three of us, we've all been teachers. we've all been um, you know site admin. We've done a variety of things. And I think the thing that we all know, um, along with the the you know kind of giving that advice, don't be frustrated where your child is because of what they haven't had over the past couple of years. The other thing we all know is that i ready, even the best teacher right now, is not going to mitigate a year and a half of learning. So, um, you're,
1: you may just see incremental growth with your child. Yeah, you know, um, and, and not to kind of jump to another area, but in order to address some of that learning loss, we're like, we, we offered this summer that the program we had in the summer to make sure that kids had continuous, the ability to continuously access their education. We're going to be doing that next summer and the summer after that too. So we're aware of that, and, and iReady is a tool. Right. but it's it's just one of the tools that we have in order to address this but i appreciate you saying that you know what we 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 look at where we are and then we work forward from that
0: yeah because i i think the the real um i think the hope and and the the challenge has always been for years is one year of growth for one year in school and what we saw the learning gap was when a child did not grow a full year for the year they were in right and so Those learning gaps would compound over time until they were, let's say, in sixth or seventh or eighth grade. And they're now nine years into school, but they've only shown, you know, an approximate seven years of growth. Now you've got a learning gap. We've had a learning gap kind of forced on a group of kids. And when we've done interventions historically, if a child can show a full year of growth and a little bit more, It's about showing that that gap is narrowing. It's not about fully closing the gap in a particular year because for students that are already struggling, you're, I mean, think about that. I mean, that's like, that's like we as adults failing a college class coming into another one where they say, okay, now you have to not only do this next college class, but you have to do this whole other class on top of it in the same amount of time and you have to get it done. I mean, we would struggle with that much less a child who's who's you know has these underlying skill deficits who also has had their education interrupted by covid and who's now working on grade level with grade level staff trying to meet grade level standards to move on to the next grade i mean it's a very complex and and can be i think anxiety ridden thing for Mm -hmm. kids professionally our teachers want kids to do well and and i know that our families do too
2: absolutely and 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 just to compound it just a little bit, if you're talking about a third grader, they're trying to keep up with third grade standards, but some of the skills, those foundational skills that they're that they're lacking from you know their first into first grade, second grade, so it makes it makes that growth a little bit more difficult because those foundational skills are sometimes necessary to get them access to that that current third grade curriculum. So it is very complex, and I think uh, I know we have the teachers uh, with the expertise to do it, and I'm and we're hopeful. That with a tool like iReady that's able to diagnose where those strengths and weaknesses are, that's just going to be, you know, I hate to say it, but one more tool in our tool belt, uh, something else, just to give us that little leg up to help us with with
0: that. So, um, just kind of to to recap and to close, we're we're at the end of our time. Um, Families, you you should be expected or expecting to see uh, the diagnostic results in probably February, early February, late January,
2: or. What it could be is with their report card
0: that will okay. come right
2: back in March. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, um, and and you can take a look at that. Uh, you can always reach out to your child's teacher to see how they did on the first round. Um, and um, talk to your children too. Uh, you know, I think that's another really important part is they can tell you what they're working on already. They can tell you what it looks like um, and encourage them. It's, I'm, I'm gonna tell you again, I've said it a, a billion times since this whole thing started. If your child is struggling, it's not their fault. They've they've not been given full years of instruction because schools have been closed, schools have been interrupted, education has been interrupted. We've got very talented teachers. We've got a great group of, of folks here at the district office that are helping, like Leslie said, to develop those tools for our teachers to use. We're bringing things in. Um, Tom had mentioned our summer programs there's a lot that we're putting in place for for all of our students. Um, it's going to take them a bit to catch back up, but everybody's working hard. So um, we thank you families for being partners in that. Um, if you have any questions, again, reach out to your child's teacher, reach out to their principal, and you can always give us a call. 464-6141, talk to Tom Leslie or myself. We can we can tell you as much as we know about anything that you want to have a conversation about. So um Tom Leslie, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Th- thank you and happy holidays everyone. I was yes. going to say yeah, tomorrow um we we start our vacation. So uh Saturday the 18th, school starts again on Monday January 3rd. So we hope everybody has a a great vacation. Be safe out there. It's supposed to be a little bit of wet and woolly weather, so